Hi, welcome to Mare Studies. I am your host, Jill, who's working on talking slower and being less squeaky. Wow, boring is that? <laughs> and I'm your host, Lucas, who's doing none of those things, who is talking loud, who is talking fast. I, I just binged. Wildly gesticulating all over the place. I just binged a couple of our podcasts. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I talk fast. Really? I never get that feeling. So every time we talk about things, the, the, the criticisms that you have of yourself on the podcast mm-hmm. are never shared by me. You have different criticisms? <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is I don't have those. I don't feel those that I same understand. way. And I don't feel like the ones that you say you have. No. Which you don't say many, but the one you shared. We won't get into it. Yeah. But. Anyway. But you notice we are actually sitting a little bit further apart than we usually do. Because Jill has a sore throat. Well, you could say that. Or you could say, I just need more room for my hand gestures. You did hit me last time. (laughs) And I'm like, ow, you hit me like on the background. So I need more room to like swing the arms all over the place when I get super excited. Speaking of being excited, this week is my pick. Uh, And I got to say, I regret my pick. Thank you. (laughs) I regret your pick. This is a hot freaking mess. Uh, you know, I I, I I think I found the way into it. Mm-hmm. I found the golden path. Mm-hmm. All week thinking about this song, preparing, I just I felt gross. Yeah. It just, it's a gross feeling. And I felt like, I finally reached the, the reality today of like, I only have to talk about the stuff that I want to. Correct. Like this podcast is about John Mayer's songs. Yes. So I can talk about this song mm-hmm. as a song. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk about all of the things that Taylor Swift is. But that's why you wanted to do it. I know. You're and the then one I who set it that. up. Like that's what we had to do. Like I, I want to. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, uh, just to set it up where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to acknowledge Dear John because I think Dear John heavily influences this song. Perhaps you should just share what song we're going to talk about. Oh yeah. Okay. But first, <laughs> let's do John in the news. This wait, is wait. the second time you just started. No, talking I got. Song. I got to say what the song is. I mean, they know because they saw oh, the title. Oh, you do that first. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Episode thirty-two, Paper Doll. Yeah, they see From Paradise it. Valley. They, I yeah. always thought we were telling them, but they can see it. They see they the listen. title when they click on it. Unless they're going blind. They might have just hit play and it might have rolled in from the last episode because they're binging a couple of podcasts. I've taken episodes. a lot of cold medicine. <laughs> I've heard people occasionally binge the podcast. That's so me. there you go. Uh, so John in the news. John in the news. I don't really have anything. He went to a Halloween party dressed as a... Yeti? Yeti, yeah, Is the Kerwin Frost, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right, you're the one who sent that to me. Yeah, you sent me the picture, and I had no idea what it was, so I Googled it, and right. I found that it was a, a Kerwin Frost Adidas tracksuit. It's his take on an Adidas tracksuit. If you look closely, you can see the three stripes. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand why you would go to what appeared to be like a nightclub in something that looks like it would be so hot. That's my only comment on that costume. It is fall. No, not inside a nightclub. Inside a nightclub, it's always summer. It's always sweaty. You're always dancing. The air could be on. They're like, they don't turn the heat on when you're in a nightclub just because it's fall. Like, it's still, I don't know. I just think that would, for like dancing, that doesn't make sense. I, I don't hear, see him as like breaking out a lot of dance moves either. Right. But. I hear you. That does make sense. I made that mistake recently. A couple of weeks ago, we had a show. It was an indoor show, but mm-hmm. it was raining outside. Mm-hmm. One of the rare rainy nights in California. Right. And um, so I was like, oh, it's raining outside. I'm going to dress like kind of warm because I usually don't wear a lot of clothes when I play because I build up a lot of heat because I work really hard. So I wore a jacket. I only wore a jacket, mm-hmm. like no undershirt, just jacket. Mm-hmm. Um but that was a mistake then because then I got hot and mm-hmm. I, didn't, I couldn't take it off because <laughs> I wasn't wearing anything I mean, underneath. You could. I mean, I could. And at a certain point, like at the end of the set, I did just for, because I 
Because you wanted to crowd show participation, off your right? Yeah, <laughs> um, but just for a second. But anyways, yeah, you're right. It does stay warm on the. Yeah, inside. I just thought that was an interesting. They choice. try and stay nice and toasty. Yeah, I just it didn't make sense to me, especially you know a lot of times growing up female, you mm-hmm. were not that much on Halloween, so I right. guess maybe that's just indoctrinated in me. I'm like that doesn't make sense. You're right. <laughs> it's not a time to wear more clothes. It's a time to wear less. So this is our first post Halloween episode. Yes, that's because true. our that's most true. recent episode came out on Halloween. On Halloween, mm-hmm. yeah. How was your Halloween? I forgot it was Halloween. I know. I was like, "Hey, what did you do for Halloween?" You're like, no "Oh, idea. it was Halloween." Yeah. Once you... my work event that was Halloween theme happened, uh-huh. I literally kept being like, "Why are people still talking about costumes?" Oh, Halloween hasn't happened. You told me that you got a trick or treater and were absolutely bamboozled. By I was, what was so going confused. On. My That's ring doorbell great. went off, and I'm like, "Why are there kids screaming in my front yard?" And I was literally in a like a sweatshirt that had pumpkins on it nice. because it had to be like festive for work. Uh huh. And and Kate and I was like, "What's going on?" And like, "Oh, it's Halloween. We don't usually get trick or." traders though you had a nice time you were the incredibles yes yeah we had a good time what's funny is i i posted those pictures of us mm-hmm. from halloween it is now my slo- most liked post oh, in, i believe instagram it. here really yeah your wife in particular would actually look amazing with the, that haircut like she just looks so cute and you all look so cute and the costumes were like well done uh-huh. it was a lot of fun well thank you thank you and i hate halloween and i hate costumes and i was like i'm gonna like this yeah i i, I was really uh, surprised i i, I usually have a pretty good feel like when we take like good pictures together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she's beautiful like it's hard to not have a good looking picture with her in it um but i just thought these were like okay they're halloween pictures yeah but blew up man very cute good for us okay so yep paper doll paper doll from paradise valley bio yes i feel like we need to very carefully structure each segment here okay so this would just be about the the song song alone okay Yeah. yeah Uh, this is off Paradise Valley. It was the first single from Paradise Valley, which I did not know. It was a single? It was a single. It was the first single. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about... It does ab- have a video. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about, you know, mm-hmm. why it may not have had mm-hmm. that much mm-hmm. play. Um, but... And why also it may have been chosen as a first single that will come down in song meeting and all this stuff. But just for the bio, it was the first single off this album. It wasn't a hit. Um, we'll the, talk about the, that later too. The, the second song, Wildfire, did a little bit better mm-hmm. from a charting perspective. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, so that was the second single from the uh, from the album. Uh, Who You Love with Katy Perry was the third and final single from Paradise Valley as well. This album followed hot on the heels of Born and Raised. Stylistically, they're very similar. You could probably say that these are the two most similar stylistically albums in his uh, catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paradise Valley is the name of the album. It's named after the area where he's lived for many years uh, on in Montana, on off the Yellowstone River. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much harmonica here as Born and Raised, so a little bit less Fair. harmonica. Same crew produced by Don Was. Uh, Sean... His last name's Was. Yeah, W A S. That's amazing. He's like an iconic producer. He's done a lot of stuff. Totally. Um, he was an iconic producer. It's terrible. Wow, I know. Your puns. Sean Hurley on bass, Aaron Sterling on drums, and like, man, we gotta talk about the drum part on this song. Um, we don't have to talk about it right now, but we have some, yeah, let's talk about it right now, song bio. Okay, why are you yelling at me? I've been listening to this song, right, all week, Uh and I could not make heads or tails. I assumed, and I think I'm probably right, on the record, it's two tracks. It's a percussion track, and then the drums. And I assume maybe Lenny Castro was in playing the percussion because he does a lot of percussion. Then I watched the live mm-hmm. on Letterman. Now, it didn't make it to 
cable air. So this mm-hmm. w- performance wasn't on TV. It was web only. I watched that too. Yeah. I have some thoughts. So he performed Wildfire. That got on TV. Okay. Paper Doll was mm-hmm. relegated to web only. Interesting. Even though it was the previous thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Aaron Sterling has a shaker in his right yeah, hand. Yeah, I noticed that. And a drumstick. And I was proud of me for noticing something. Yeah. And so that, that's how he's doing all of it at once. Mm-hmm. Lenny Castro's doing something totally separate. Live. That's not on the record. He's mm-hmm. doing his own thing. And that whole thing that you hear on the record, Aaron Sterling is playing live. And hat tip to him. Maybe it's not that hard. I've just never tried to do it. Yeah. So I don't know, like... Well, it's how... not like you're trying to make the two things in your one hand do two different things. Well, right? I mean, at some point, he's got to do fills. And if you listen to it, you can kind of hear it. It's like pretty consistent eighth note pattern. Every once in a while, it goes 16th note. And I'm that extra 16th note is probably him moving his hand to mm-hmm. hit, hit mm-hmm. something on the drum set. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool groove. Mm-hmm. There are, uh, well, that's going to drop into other versions of it okay. and everything. Um, I think that's really all we need to talk yeah, about for the song good. bio. Okay. So actually I want to dive into the Letterman version of it yeah. because I, there's so much to discuss here about notable versions. First of all, yeah, Letterman. So I stumbled on that. I feel like I haven't seen it before, but I recognized the very distinct like headband sort of situation in the outfit. So I yeah. knew I had seen him perform on Letterman in this ensemble. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't realize he did Paper Doll. Now that explains why it was web only. And did you notice how completely disinterested the audience was? No, I didn't. I was about to lose my mind. Really? Two girls were on their phones. Oh, not no. Like, t- there were girls taking pictures, but uh-huh. like actively, like the whole shot, like she was, I don't know, emailing someone or what. And it's not a song that I would say you're going to like move a lot to. Right. You know what I mean? So I can understand why there wasn't that reaction. But what bothered me the most is that there was a, um, like, Bud Light did this thing with John Mayer. I don't have, like, search for everything here. I'm not sure. I can't put my finger on the time frame. I think it was around then. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, like, a show. And I remember hearing from someone, like, on the internet that people who got to go, like, who worked for Anheuser-Busch or whatever. And and I remember being just horrified that the audience wasn't, because it was live. You could watch it live. Wasn't excited enough. Wasn't singing Uh... along. I'm like, why do you let people like me go? Or not even me specifically. Let people who care go. And nothing bothers me more than that. And that's what happens when you go to a late night show. You're not necessarily there to see whoever's singing for the last five minutes. Right. You're just there to see the late night show and whoever the guests are, the guests are. And it's just like my pet peeve. And, it's, and then I like, all I could focus on was audience reactions. Uh-huh. I recommend you don't watch it because <laughs> you will be livid. Like you guys get to see John Mayer. Pay attention. So this is 100% coincidental. Mm. I had no idea that you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. So me following up with this. Is 100% coincidental. Okay, but you were disinterested? <laughs> no, but there is a recent tweet about the upcoming Taylor Swift tour. Because <laughs> her her ticket pricing is very affordable. Oh, I'm sure it is. Which I think like is, something she would do. Which I think is amazing. Yeah. Like, remarkable. But somebody was tweeting, like, so the problem is that everyone can go just because it's Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the audience is going to be full of people who aren't necessarily, like, diehard fans. Mm. They're just because it's Taylor Swift and it's a thing to do. Yeah, I want to see her on concert. And I can afford it because mm-hmm. the tickets are so affordable. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, there needs to be some sort of, like, citizenship, yeah. Citizen- <laughs> citizenship <laughs> test. Yeah, to, like, prove you're a real yeah, fan. Yeah, to prove you're a real fan. You have to be able to, like, cite lyrics and stuff in order to buy tickets. Well, like, the CAPTCHA, you know, needs to be <laughs> not, like... Click on the click on the bicycle. Finish this lyric. Yeah, it needs to be that in order I to buy tickets. I feel like that's not a real thing though, because people who um, 
for the Lover, was that her last album, or a couple albums ago, the tour that she didn't get to go on? I don't know. Those people get access to tickets first. The people who had bought oh, tickets and got okay. their money refunded. Oh, was it, uh, there was a pandemic tour that was canceled? Correct. Okay. Yes. And so this, I was, I just, it happened to be like in my feed. I'm not worried about going to the show. It just, right. you know, caught my attention. And I thought, well, that's nice. Mm -hmm. um, and then I believe, just like with anybody, there's like a pre-order situation. And Taylor seems to have a very focused control of her entire career mm -hmm. and I would say particularly avoiding a situation like that and making right. sure it's not scalpers and it's not like well I signed up for the fan club last night now I'm in the pre-sale right. like there has always been like in with capital one and stuff a very structured thing so I think you're right mm -hmm. but I also think the effort it takes to get a Taylor Swift ticket is daunting Going and to... so a casual fan isn't going to do that and, and also like keep them off the secondary market because I get exactly that would encourage so many people to go into for the point of reselling totally. right because I can buy a zillion mm -hmm. tickets because they're all mm -hmm. 50 bucks I believe she has some sort of way of handling that too yeah I know Ticketmaster will do that too where they'll limit the number of tickets one person yeah. or one account can purchase yeah yeah um anyways yes should we talk about the video <laughs> for the song uh, okay so I know that the video exists I saw that you posted did it did you know before this I did not know before this mm -hmm. and I did not watch it I saw a You're quick better off or not. breakdown about what it is like it's cancer yeah. size yeah um, and uh, again because we're not gonna get through this episode without a hundred Taylor references mm -hmm. uh, I the article I read was like we know that this is like John's team saying we know the song is about Taylor Swift so we have to make this video as unlike Taylor Swift as possible mm -hmm. like to try and throw them off the trail well I don't think that's true because I think that John does some odd stuff mm -hmm. and has a unique sense of humor. And so I do think that maybe when reaction to the song, I mean, I don't know when, when they made, maybe they made a real video right. and scrapped it at the last minute mm -hmm. and was like, you know what they're, because someone's, I don't think I screenshot it, but someone said something so smart. It was just today. So mm -hmm. it was already past my screenshot phase. Um, I think it was Rosie 083, but it was that like, you can listen to a song mm -hmm. and you could decide it's about whoever you want and right. you could find, well, this reference has to be real. And so they might've been like, Hey, this video, people are going to make up references. Like there's a girl in the background with blonde hair. Someone's wearing a scarf, whatever. Yeah. And so if we do prancer size, you, there's no references. You literally cannot. Plus this is in John's wheelhouse of things that he thinks are funny and creative. Right. I just can't, I don't know how, I know stuff right? and I know videos and I was like, what on earth? I saw it pop up and I'm like, oh, this is a fan made thing that's trying to trick me again. Uh -huh. And then I read an article in my research and I'm like, that video is real. And I couldn't even make it through. I, I didn't even make it through. Oh, okay. I just started it and then like, dra like dragged it to get to the middle. I'm like, when's John coming out? <laughs> and he never comes. I guess not. I turned it he off. So comes. I wouldn't know. So that was um, an interesting choice. Actually, it wasn't a, it wasn't an official video. It was technically a lyric video. It was a lyric video. Yeah. So. What do you want to say about notable versions? Um, just that there's surprisingly few live versions. Well, yeah, because he had to scrap it, essentially, is what he said in current mood. Oh, he said he had to scrap it? I don't, so I don't know this. Well, he didn't use the word scrap, but well, we can get into that later. But yeah. he essentially said because the rep was misunderstanding who it was about, mm -hmm. he had to like light it on fire, let it go. Yeah, and I figured, like, I was going to come in and say, not knowing that, mm -hmm. I feel like he, want, he would ha have like a do-over on this one. Like, if he could do it over again, I don't know that he would release this song in mm -hmm. this format. Mm -hmm. I think he could probably change one, we'll talk about it, one lyric in yeah. the song, and he could have got away. You know, Lucas, it's not one. I, it's interesting that you were hung up on 22. There are other references. Yeah. I'm aware of the other references. But the 22 so noticeable. None of the other references would have been connected mm -hmm. if not for 22. Okay. Once that 22 is there, then you start looking for everything else. Mm -hmm. And if that 22 is there, you'd, I don't think any, anyone's going to be looking for yeah. other things. Yeah. Um, 
so there's surprisingly few live versions and the ones that i did find he, he was doing it on tour it appears to be in 2019 because a lot of videos really? were, were, were posted in 2019 that's interesting whether that's when they just when they were uploaded or yeah. whether he was performing in 2019 i don't yeah. know but the upload date is 2019 it's probably found, performed then. yeah i found two live videos both very terrible audio so yeah. it's not worth the going to listen to mm -hmm. um and then the letterman one and they're all really jammy, like seven-minute versions of the song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he's just they're like stretching yeah, the it out. Yeah, the Letterman one was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very like we're not going to – the song itself, there's not a ton of material to it. No. Um, but it's just like when he's playing it live, he's almost just – he fell in love with the music. And the B section to the song or the chorus of the section is really great. I mm -hmm. find it really, really catchy. I don't love the verse. The verse is just kind of setting up the tension for the release of the mm -hmm. chorus. Um, but yeah, so not a ton of live stuff. So really you have to default to the album version being the best. Yeah, I would agree with that. So let's discuss song meaning in a way where we extract the Taylor Swift element for a minute. Okay. And we just look at the song. Okay. And talk about the meaning. Okay. But then we got to come back. Well, we're going to come back. Okay. I'm just trying to make it make sense. I'm right. trying to make it have a flow. Okay. What do you think the song's about? So this is Extracting not a... Taylor. Right. This is... And I was thinking about this a lot, you know, like, I, I've enjoyed thinking conceptually about this song and about mm -hmm. this situation, the mm -hmm. John and Taylor dance, mm -hmm. um, because artists have control of their song until they don't. Yeah. You know, you have full control over this song. You write the words that you want. And then once it's out there, you don't control it anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And we talked about this last week in the song that we did last week, which is escaping me right now. What was it? I don't know. The fans picked it and we loved it. Oh, yeah. Was it three by five? No. Oh my God, it's like on the tip of my tongue. This is so embarrassing. It was from the search for everything. And it's oh, like emoji sad. Of wave. Emoji, of, emoji a wave. of a wave. And John has said that that song is about a breakup. Yes. But we talked about in the episode, the, the song doesn't say it's a right, breakup. Right. John told us it's a breakup. Right. But what the what does the song say? What do you always say about the text? Yeah. What does the text say? You gotta yeah. go back to the text. Yeah. Does, it, does the text support, support your? Support. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting way of thinking about it. It's you can the artist can intend one thing, mm -hmm. but once it's out there, if the text isn't clear, then. You you wrote that you wrote yeah. those multiple interpretations in, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm working theory. I don't know that I've I've fully formed it, but maybe I feel like if it's really good writing, it's not ambiguous. You can't misinterpret it. Like if it's no. really good writing, it has to you know. I disagree with that. You don't leave room for all we do is say is how that's the best part about art is that it can be interpreted in multiple ways. I don't now, say that. Well, I say it and you nod. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, but I think you're I think you're still speaking to the Taylor Swift thing in your answer. I just think you're dancing around it, not saying <laughs> I'm saying if you don't know, you uh, just came to, I was going to say America, but John's music everywhere. So you just woke up from a coma. Right. And, and you're I'm, like, this is the first song. You read the lyrics too and you hear it. Do you, does this song make sense? It, it's to me, it's about a blank person. About like a, superficial. A blank girl who has no personality. Okay. Who's trying these different things on. Mm -hmm has no idea who they are okay they have no sense of self mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about just the imagery why choose the imagery of a paper doll what is a paper doll mm -hmm. right it's this fragile. flat fragile flat two-dimensional mm. creation mm -hmm. right that exists solely to dress up mm -hmm. 
you put on this dress, put on that dress. That's all they do. Yeah. You don't like if you play with it too much, you break it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a like a sleeping pet or a stuffed animal or something. Yeah. It's just what is purposes. a sleeping pet? Like when your pet's asleep, or is that oh, some sort no. of stuffed animal? Yeah, it's like a stuffed animal. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like so, what the heck? What like, if your pet be awake? <laughs> like you know, like a teddy bear would be. I got like, you. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, so you can't really handle it. It's mm-hmm. just kind of there to look at. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. And because of that, when you think about it, it, this is really a mean song. Yes. The person he's singing about, he's saying like, you are flat. Yes. Two dimensional. There is, I can't do anything with you, but look at you. And even that you're constantly changing up. Mm -hmm. You have no sense of self, no identity. You don't know what you're running from. You're 22 girls because you can keep getting dressed up in these other Damn, things. Lucas. And now you're that person. Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm this person because I'm wearing this dress. Okay, but that's not who you really are. It's all superficial. It's all, all a facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I would agree with all that. Uh-huh. I didn't come prepared with that. I've always found the song a little, like, not that it doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. it does, but I just thought, man, the comparison to the fashion and that some of it's kind of lost on me. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't love it because it, it feels mean and judgmental Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i would say that i don't listen to a lot of john Mayer songs and think wow he's judgmental yeah i think that he's sharing feelings about a relationship and another person that are land softly enough that you'd be like oh i've been there i understand that but this feels very targeted it it feels petty i don't know if it feels petty to me right but i I, I understand why you say that i'm not uh not able to extricate it yeah you're literally doing a terrible job so let's just go ahead not (laughs) and overall but just doing what i asked you to do let's go ahead and put the taylor swift back into the song that the fans put there right we will discuss it's already obvious what side we're on i'm in it's not about taylor swift you're in it is about taylor swift so taylor swift released a song on speechless in 2010 is it on speechless? Yes. Okay. Because I just listened to it. Do you today. mean speak now? Maybe speak now. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, again, I'm not a Taylor. I, I don't. I'm have not a Swifty. Her so I speak memorized, now. Memorized, but I don't think there's she's, a speechless. She's wearing a purple a dress song. on the cover, and then the That's deluxe speak album. Now. She's wearing a red. Speak okay. Now. Uh, in 2010, and. Their relationship, to the extent that it existed, let's and use that's, air quotes over relationship, right? And that's obviously up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. To the extent that whatever romantic dalliance existed between them happened late 2019, early 2010, mm-hmm. and we know it was done by like March of 2010. Mm-hmm. She released a song called "Dear John," mm-hmm. which has his name in the title, but also a "Dear John" letter is a is thing. a phrase. Absolutely, it is absolutely a phrase. Referencing a relationship with a much older man mm-hmm. for her when she was 19. And at the time of the John thing, she was 19. So mm-hmm. people were quick to point out, oh, that must be a reference to John Mayer because the ages line up and his name is in the title of the and song. And in their defense, she wrote a song called Dear Stephen about a guy named Stephen. Okay. So it's not like she's never put an actual name. Right. Now, that was a nice song. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, Stephen, you're great. You're cute. I like you. Okay. But still. And it's not like she's never written a song about an ex before. Well, Ann Taylor Swift's whole situation, maybe not start out that way, but her relationship with her fans mm-hmm. is like Easter egg, Easter egg, hint, right. hint. You know, like um, back to December, which is about Taylor Lautner. Mm-hmm. And he even admitted like an interview, like Leah Michelle asked him because they were in some sort of show together. And he's uh-huh. like, oh yeah, that's about me. Uh-huh. And there was like an apple because he was in Twilight and mm-hmm. a leather jacket. And so she intentionally 
you know, oh, I'm not going to say who these songs are about. Right, but you give you're playing a game yeah. and giving information and admit that I play this game with my fans. Right. This is part of our dynamic, which I love. I think it's so cool. I, I think it's very clever. And this isn't a Taylor Swift podcast, and this is why I didn't want to do the song. <laughs> but it's also a little like, you can't be like, oh, well, I don't name names and right. it's presumptuous of this person and this and that. But here's all the hints I dropped that I willingly admit to you I dropped them. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. I, I love her. Okay. Uh, but I do feel like sometimes people balance celebrity and complain about some things. And I'm like, yeah, like I feel you. That's not fair. And then sometimes you very much lean into the situation yeah. and then you want to be like mad. Well, and that's that everything you just said there is exactly how I'm going to feel when you try to tell me that the song <laughs> isn't about Taylor Swift. I have a really good argument. I, so I will say in Taylor's, in, in support of Taylor, mm-hmm. I saw a quote when I was doing this research that she says, I write songs about my exes. They can write songs about me. Mm-hmm. So like she knows like, okay, that's, yeah. that's kind of fair game. Yeah. Yeah, and, she, and she's not the one who ever was like, I'm so offended by the right. song. I don't think she's ever, I couldn't find any quotes from her about the John song. John has said that he was offended by Dear John. Yes, cheap and, songwriting. And I think that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Take I think, me when I'm down. Yeah, if yeah. I could go back and give him some PR advice. That's what you're going to target? I think there's some other things. Right, but I mean, at that point, I would I would 100% deflect. Yeah. I would, because there's, you gave them ammo, say, it's not about me. I think he was genuinely hurt, though, is oh, the difference. Okay. Whereas I think a lot of things, maybe he can go unaffected right. and, and laugh off. I think that at that time, mm-hmm. with things that were happening to him, and the fact that that's his, his name. Right. Yes, we can all say there's a Dear John letter. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're doing is analyzing Dear John on accident. <laughs> so let's get back on track. Do you want to show me the support in the text that makes you think this is about Taylor Swift? Okay, so the all I need for proof. For yes. me, to I, believe this I understand. Song, is the one line mm-hmm. you're like twenty two girls in one? Because it could have been any number. Because there are infinite numbers. There are literally, mm-hmm. literally infinite numbers. Mm-hmm. You could have chose any of them. There's nothing about this particular song, about the lyrics anywhere else in that song, that would drive him to choose that number twenty two, mm-hmm. other than as a specific reference mm-hmm. to a Taylor Swift song mm-hmm. named twenty two. Sure. So that's the only reason to put that there. And John's not a dummy. I was about to say, mm-hmm. he's not, mm-hmm. right? And this is so on the nose. Mm-hmm. This is so I'm talking about Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to make your argument because I do mm-hmm. see all the sides, but she used the name John. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, well, I'm going to as specifically call you out. Yes. Because you're right, it could have been 21 girls and one, 20 girls and one, 15 girls and one. 30. Mm-hmm. It, it was an interesting, it, there's no way he didn't at least, like let's say it's not about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. There's no way he didn't read that. And him, someone who's a publicist, mm-hmm. someone somewhere say, oh, this seems like a shot at Taylor Swift. Right. Which we all know, it, you don't do it. Don't take a shot at Taylor Swift. Those fans will never forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's written about, like, he wrote recently, a couple years back, he posted, uh, he's, like, screenshotted a, a message he it received. He wrote back to the girl. Yeah, yeah. About, I hope you die. And like, She wrote, I hope you die. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, so, yeah she yeah. wrote to him, I hope you die. And he's like. Do you really want me to die? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, apparently she recanted everything and said, I'm uh-huh. so sorry. I didn't uh-huh. think you would ever see this. And, yeah. You know. That's one thing that bothers me about um, people writing stuff about anyone on the internet, but especially celebrities, is that at the end of the day, like on their first or second podcast, I kept saying to you, he's just a person. He's just a person. Right. And you're like, I know he's a person. Like, those are people with feelings and family members, and you have no right because they sing songs or act in movies to... Would you do that to your neighbor? Would right. I go on the internet and write about you? Right. No. So you shouldn't do that about famous people. It's crazy. And that's kind of how I felt in researching this. Like I, I I'm always the first one to say you, you're a public figure. Mm-hmm. That means you give up a certain amount of privacy. Yeah. 
but also like at a certain point talking about these people's relationships who I don't know mm-hmm. gets to feel a little gross, right? Yes. I don't know what happened between Taylor Swift and John Mayer. I don't know. I honestly don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that, I felt I, that, weird preparing for this, asking people. Right. Like, the whole thing's weird. Yeah. But if, like, if we don't talk about it, then are we doing a good job on and, our well, podcast? And, and that's how I, why I felt we had to bring it up. Yeah, right? I don't think we need to talk about its dating life all the time, but this was like a thing. And now and, it keeps getting brought up and over and over again. because of the new record, because mm-hmm. of should've, could've, would've. Mm-hmm. So I I want to say I know that song exists, and I know it's very easy to read it as a, the, a, a probable interpretation of that song is a reference back to this relationship yeah. with John Mayer. I'm not going to like dive into that song here because it had nothing to do with Paper Doll. Paper Doll is no. written 10 years before that song. Exactly, yeah. So where I think Dear John did influence this songwriting strongly, mm-hmm. the new song is a totally separate thing. That's for a Taylor Swift podcast, not a John Mayer podcast. Exactly. I'm sure there's several of those. Uh, yes. Um, so a couple other references mm-hmm. here is uh, in Dear John, she says, uh, like, I should have ran when mm-hmm. they told me to like run as fast as you can. Yes. And then he references, uh, you're like 22 girls in one, and none of them know what they're running from. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a callback to a, a... It could be a it callback. It could be a callback. Although I think running in songs is a pretty common theme, but go ahead. Uh, she also, in Dear John, has a lyric, something to the effect of, you paint me a blue sky and then make it rain. Yeah. And then he has a line that says, someone's going to paint you another sky. Mm-hmm. And the line before this, if those angel wings don't fly, like you paint yourself out to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work in this, don't worry, someone else will paint you a sky and let you be the good guy. Sure. In there, you know? Um, so those are references. Uh, this goes deep, as you can imagine. There are mm-hmm. people who are very invested in this. Oh, yes. Have you seen the collages of all her outfits? Yes. That's just a good reference. Guys, that's I'm just sorry. A reference. No. John Mayer didn't go through people.com no, and look at not. her most famous looks and decide to reference those in here. I do understand the scarf thing because she seems to have a the scarf? heavy scarf situation. Yes. But my gosh, that man wasn't worried about what she wore to like the you know 2000 whatever VMAs and right. was going to put it in the song. That's crazy. And uh, painting skies, running are, are common allusions, common things to include, include in lyrics. And if the song was, I'm just going to say, if the song was better written, if this was a better song, I could believe that it wasn't just an, an, just a, an attack song. Yeah. But because this is not up to his usual writing quality, I mm-hmm. don't think. I think the only purpose for this song was he wanted to take a shot at Taylor because he felt like she took a shot at him. I just... I disagree because I... Okay, let's hear your... I've given you my evidence. Now you give me your evidence why you think that stuff yeah. is hold water. Well, I, I think that it's not about her. him... I think he didn't write this about Taylor Swift because he told us he didn't write it about Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. in my relationship... He told us seven years after he wrote the song. Or sorry, six years after he wrote the song that it wasn't about her. Right, and here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, of course he's going to say it's not about her because she said it wasn't about him six years later. Mm-hmm. Do you think... I think that... Someone else is still writing songs about it and perhaps is upset about what did or didn't happen between them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that John Mayer walks around a lot of time upset about what did or didn't happen between him and Taylor Swift. No. And no one asked him in that current mood, did you watch it? No. Okay. No one asked him in that current mood, like, hey, John, is Paper Doll about Taylor Swift? Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Someone said, what song did you write that didn't get the love it deserved? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to share so much, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm. Like, so I'm just going to say that, you know, when you write a song... Part of being a singer-songwriter is you don't talk about who it is or isn't about, which 
That's Doesn't, not true because he's admitted it, the songs being about Katie. Right. But at that time, mm-hmm. he was very much not saying whose songs were about. Mm-hmm. The Katy Perry thing seems to be, in my opinion, other than his first girlfriend, which he talks about a lot, his, his only real, I don't want to say real because he dated other people, but it seems to be a romance that he had a lot of trouble getting over. Mm-hmm. And so I think being open and talking about it is like part of his therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, I, I couldn't say anything at the time. I felt kind of trapped. I had to like burn the song basically. And, and he said a hundred percent of people believed it was about somebody that it wasn't. And it brought this pop significance and this back and forth. And the song was never even about that person. It wasn't about them. The only person he could be talking about there is Taylor Swift. And never has he said specifically, like there's headlines, John Mayer admits songs about Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I can't believe I this. Click on it. Nowhere in there does he say that. Right. So the headlines are not accurate. And do I look at the song and do I think that it could be? Yes. Do I think that John Mayer randomly went on Current Mood on Instagram Live and decided to just tell a lie about a song at that time no one was worried about? Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift wasn't re-recording her albums. Right. Taylor Swift wasn't writing another song that could be interpreted about him to work everybody back up again. So I I just, I mean, he's never lied to me before. I think, I do think he regrets this song. Mm-hmm. I think he regrets that it's clearly a shot at Taylor I think that he knows everyone's going to receive it as a shot on Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think the record label knew it was a shot at Taylor. Mm-hmm. And the record label chose this song as the first single to the album oh, because they purposes. knew yeah. it was going to get traction because mm-hmm. people would write a ton of art- mm-hmm. articles about mm-hmm. if they release it as a single. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, who's built her reputation on taking shots at ex-boyfriends, gets a taste of her own medicine for the first time because... You know, Jake Gyllenhaal isn't writing songs. Yeah. Taylor Lautner isn't writing songs. I mean, Joe Jonas is, but like... And Harry Styles, but I don't remember a Harry Styles song being attributed n- no, to No, I, I feel like Harry's on some other stuff at this yeah. point. Um, and so, like, I think it's... I just... I think it's disingenuous mm-hmm. to write a song that I... It's the same thing. I've, I've said this about, about some of Taylor's writings before. I either have to believe he's a bad writer mm-hmm. or I have to believe that the song is about Taylor Swift. I, mm-hmm. Those things are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. So which one is it? And it's easier for me to believe that this song is about Taylor Swift than it, for, than it is for me to believe that he's just this bad of a writer on purpose mm-hmm. or on accident. Well, that's the thing is he's you know? so intelligent. Mm-hmm. And so if at a cursory glance, any one of us could be like, oh, this has some Taylor Swift references. I, I am confused by the fact that he didn't reread his song and be like, oh, people are going to misinterpret this unless he was leaning into, hey, this isn't what it was about. And, and songs can be about more than one person and more than one experience. And so I don't think it's fair. Maybe when he's saying the song isn't about her, maybe it's not. Maybe mm-hmm. it's about a similar experience with superficial people in the entertainment industry. I'm not I'm not saying Taylor Swift's superficial. Right. And he found her to be one of those people and that bleeds in here a little bit. I just think it's a weird thing to do because whether it's right or wrong, Taylor Swift can make a song mm-hmm. about whoever she wants yes. and it can be awful mm-hmm. and no one can even look at her funny. Mm-hmm. And and the world and Twitter is going to go absolutely insane and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And her fans are so awesome mm-hmm. but like vicious it's like beyonce's fans mm-hmm. like you can't be like well, i don't really like that song or then you're going to get death threats mm-hmm. and i do you see what i'm saying like and i do understand why she's allowed to and why john Mayer specifically is very much <laughs> not allowed to like i get that but sometimes i just sit back when you're older yeah you know you're like seriously guys like just let her make her music videos and watch them and watch whoever's videos you want and just go live your own life you don't have to force 
that we don't have to all think the same. Right. I, I guess the part of me doesn't want to believe that he wrote it about her too, because my favorite thing about him is his vulnerability and the mm-hmm. lyrics, and and so that's disappointing. But we've all had a breakup. We've all had those moments yeah. where you you get pushed too far, where you're constantly under attack, and yeah. you like. You're reacting instead of acting. Yeah, I'm going to attack back. Yeah. And now the the thing about this is this is a premeditated move. You had to write the song. So much time. You had to release it. You had to. And I don't know how much at the time, how much say he had with the record label about Mm -hmm. what songs were released as singles. Sure. He talked about at the very beginning in Lee Warren's Grammy how he didn't want that song to be a single. Mm -hmm. So it may, he may have had nothing to do. He had no... And you know, like impulse to make this a single, yeah. And the label thought it would like, just get buried on the album, yeah. And the label's like gold. Well, you I know? think at the time too, no and one... the album did debut at number two. It did, so yeah. I think at the time too, I think that no one understood what happens when you kind of cross Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. I think that was one of the first cases of that happening. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, she says, "Oh, boy, broke up with me on the phone." Oh, this, oh, that, but no one had really. Called her out. Yeah, and I'm not saying that people who have since then should have. I don't know the timeline. I know Calvin Harris did, and I know very famously... Calvin Harris came after that, way after that. Okay, and then the... Oh, yeah, and then the Kanye and Kim Kardashian thing came Well, that was... Yeah, no, Taylor was completely in the right in that one. That's crazy, but... When someone goes up on stage and takes the microphone no, for not, you? No, not about that. I'm talking about Kanye oh. song Famous, when you reference her in Famous. Oh, well, the, I mean, eventually all the recording got released where she was like, I'm going to yeah. suggest you not do this song. Oh, so I yeah, just... I think you're behind on your information. I may be. I yeah. just saw the part where no. he played the song Edited. for her. Mm-mm. and Oh, really? Yeah, so, and everyone was like, Taylor's the worst, Taylor's the worst. We hate Taylor Swift. And then mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's, you know, making these, like snake references and right. changes her whole look and stuff and then eventually someone leaks the whole audio and taylor's like like i have to caution you against this misogynistic this and this and this really yes and it's and then everyone's like oh my gosh taylor was right the whole time See, i don't now, keep this up is on long, the taylor stuff so I, I i've seen her concert a couple times and and i'm more i think i lean heavier into like traditional pop culture than you do like uh-huh. i like to keep my ear to the streets know what yeah. my kids are talking about right and um you gotta stay lit fam exactly and so i i don't remember it word for word but i do remember being like wow good for her she stood her ground you know she handled it as classy as she could and in the end someone somewhere was like you know what What kim leaked wasn't good enough let's put the whole thing out there and put a frame of reference and it ended up that taylor swift basically was telling the truth the whole entire time wow okay yeah but this is not a taylor swift podcast (laughs) if you would like a drinking game for this podcast it's that let's move on to favorite lyric do you even have a favorite lyric you know i i just this is and so this is I, I think I said this before why I think this this song has one purpose and that's to take shots at Taylor Swift because it's just not that good otherwise. Well, like I said, I was kind of confused. I mean, I got some of the metaphors, but I was like, I don't know where the song's going. Yeah. But my favorite lyric is "Strap into some heels that hurt." You should have kept my undershirt only for superficial. My love for shoes and constantly oh, being yes. like my feet and hurt then constantly bringing another pair of shoes sneakers. so you can change yeah. out of them. It just feels like a very Jill specific lyric and so it not necessarily in the song it means a lot to me but just personally it means a lot to me so i think we should get to listener feedback because that's where it gets real interesting all right what did the other people have to say about the song so 65 percent of people play this song and 33 percent skip which that seems like it's not a high skip rate but it is compared to other, other songs, songs yeah. yeah so they might feel the same way as i do kind of heard about it um is this song about taylor swift which is a question i didn't want to ask but felt like 
they needed to be heard. Mm -hmm. We have a 69% yes mm -hmm. and a 31% no, almost the exact same statistics. Oh. Um, so that was interesting. And then I asked in our like, you know, chat question box, like support why you voted either way. Mm -hmm. And most people are saying things that we both already said. Right. Um, so to share some specific quotes about all of it in general, uh, Heidi Stroth Romero said, I only have two songs that I never play. And this is one of them. Oh, what's the other? Did she say what the other one is? She did not. Oh, hey, Heidi Stroll Romero, I want to know what the other one is, too. Yeah. So drop that in a, or DM I'm me. curious, too. No, I want to know, too. DM, no, DM all me. of us. Yeah. All three of accounts. I want to know what the other one is you don't um, listen to. She said, I just don't love it. Sorry, John. And I actually meant to write her back, but it's hard to reply to people in that. Mm -hmm. um, and say, not what the other song is, although that's interesting, but why? Is yeah. it because it's a Taylor Swift thing? Is it because mm. it's kind of targeted? So um, hit us with that, too, Heidi. At the real slim KDO said, she's always cracking me up, quote, you should have kept my undershirt, end quote, a bunch of crying emojis. Hell yeah, give it here, boy. <laughs> B-O-I-I. -I. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel, I feel that. Um, at Pat underscore O'Brien USA, I relate so much to the song. Hits my emotions every single time. Nice. I should have written people back because I'm I'm interested how he relates. Yeah. Maybe he met someone like it or... You know, Pat O'Brien's is a very famous bar in New Orleans. I did not know that, but yeah. you would know because you just went there. Yep. At the circle of your friends said, too many characters in my response to add in the story comments. Of course it's about Taylor Swift. There are too many subtle references to her. Additionally, in regards to Dear, Dear John, she publicly said, how presumptuous. Mm -hmm. I made the, the voice. Right. They didn't. Of him to think the song was about him. I think denying paper dolls about her is his way of calling her BS and saying, oh, Dear John is not about me. I can play that game too. Mm -hmm. Which I disagree with because it came so many years later. Mm -hmm. But I also like get it. Mm -hmm. I do see that maybe you can make parallels. The only way I can make sense of him denying the song about Taylor without feeling he's lying mm -hmm. is if he was right Writing this about somebody who was like Taylor. Yeah. And he was like using this like, you're just like Taylor Swift. Like but that's you're... what I'm saying. It could be about more than one person. Yeah. It could be about 22 girls. Maybe that's why there's 22. He's met uh, 22 girls like this. He's You made a list. I would love that for him. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> At Vanessa Valeska says, she says, you paint a blue sky. He responds, someone's going to paint you another sky, mm -hmm. like you said. Um, oh, okay. At the Real Slim Katie said something else interesting. Also, winter runs a bit too small. They only had a thing for like two months from December to February. Yeah, so... Although I completely stand by hardcore mm -hmm. that the two did not date. They had one dinner. I could find an article that referenced one they dinner. They had a two-hour dinner. Around the time they made a song together. They made a song together. Out of the blue, he posted on Twitter... That he had this song and he wanted Taylor to sing yes, on it. Yes, and that's he had how a she dream heard about, about the song. Yeah, yeah. That's how he she heard about it. So it was there was nothing established bef between them before that. Right. At least that we can find. And yeah, there's. And then they were at an award show a while after, and he like presented to her, and they were super cordial. The songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Award. Yeah. And I wonder if Taylor Swift had a lot. This isn't a Taylor Swift podcast, mm -hmm. but she had a lot of issues with Katy Perry, well documented, very true, for several years, yeah. and no one really mentions that. Yeah, that that connection about mm -hmm. John a lot. It's like oh, about a backup dancer, this or that, and I don't know. I have to. I think something happened wow, there. Wow, that's a good. But we just don't know because that timeline is, is very pretty close. Tight. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, that's other thing too. Uh, I'm not saying like, oh, Katy Perry told John Mayer to write the song, but is there a little of uh, that's back when they were feuding publicly, like very pointedly? Yeah. 
um, and Katy Perry's on this album, and yeah. I don't know. That's really stretching it. I'm literally just making things right. up, but that was bad. That Those two doing that was not a cute look for either one of them. Um, okay, at kuye.j3 said, because John said so on an Instagram Live. Exactly. At Demi underscore loves, he said it's not. I trust him. And my all-time favorite comment we've ever gotten, mm -hmm. at Morgan Madison, in John Mayer we trust. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, now, I, 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 and I would say the same thing. In John Mayer we trust, I trust his writing okay, no one more you. than his words. <laughs> and his writing is, is, is speaking now. Oh, wow. You and the puns. At Lisa Tweaks, mm -hmm. not Lisa T. Weeks, as right. I used to call her. I heard it was about Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I just want that, I just want every song. I want that comment for every song. What, to say they're all about Jennifer Aniston? Yes. I feel like every song we do, someone thinks it's about Jennifer Aniston. Now there's just pictures of dogs on my phone, so we've oh. come to the end of my screenshots. Um, I never heard it was about Jennifer Aniston. And I haven't either. Now I want to Google that, and I don't now, know why I did Now I want before. every song to be about Jennifer Aniston. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You can make every song about everyone if you really sat down and wanted to. I can make the song about me. I have all these clothes. Uh, yeah, except Wait, no, for I'm not superficial. <laughs> what, except for what I've said. Moving on. Infinite numbers, Jill. Let's, Infinite numbers. Let's rate the song. All right. So, Jill, uh, is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs, or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? All the ladies are getting turned on here, but 78% um, of people thought it was a quiet song. 22% thought it was turn the ladies on. I don't think it's either. I don't think it's quiet, um, but it's definitely not turn the ladies on. But I do understand now. You can find any song of his and decide to make it turn the ladies on if you yeah. really want to. So I'm not like weirded out by that 22%. And I think you could, if you wanted to make an argument for, oh, he tried to love this person so hard and she just wasn't receptive because she didn't know who she was. And that just turns me on because he's like so great. So like, I get that. I'm going to go with quiet because there's only two categories, right. but I don't, like I said, I think it's a little bit mean and judge judgmental is what I think it is. And I think that's off brand for him. Yeah. Agreed. So what would you say the same? So, uh, you know, we recently did slow dancing in a burning room mm -hmm. i just re-listened to that episode and that is a song that he's got a very mean line in you'll be a bitch because mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. right there that's mean mm -hmm. this feels so much pettier to me this feels mm -hmm. so much meaner because he is not invested here yeah there's no like you know, well, we, he can't invest. We loved, to him. we loved, and a lost. Slow dancing in the burning room. He, I feel like he's earned that line because he is suffering. Yes. He yes. has worked. He has tried. He's just describing what's happening in ways that are relatable. Yeah, he's invested. That line here. doesn't make me upset. He is not invested in this girl in yeah. this paper doll. He's not invested in mm -hmm. her. There's no, uh, there's none of him here. He's just making fun of somebody mm -hmm. or putting them down. And I agree, it's not a good look. I don't love it. it when you really start and think about the metaphor is, it's yeah. just like, it's a smart metaphor. If you're trying yes. to, it's a sick burn, As bro. As always, absolutely. It's a sick burn, bro. Yeah. But that's all it is, is mm -hmm. a sick burn. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, a sick burn doesn't turn me on. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. No. And I will say, uh, this is, of all the songs we've done, this is the one that least fits either category for yes. me. It doesn't fit nicely either place. Mm -hmm. Just like Winter, it runs a bit too small for either category. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but I'm like you, I'm going to say the lesser of two evils is Correct. to call it a quiet song. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. All right. 
Uh, so then, uh, how does much does this paper doll song make you love uh, old Johnny Boy? This was a rough one. Yeah. I choose to believe it's not about Taylor Swift, whether I'm delusional or trying to make myself feel better. Super delusional. Or John specifically looked me in the eye through Instagram Live and told me something, and I believe people when they tell me stuff. Well, you know what uh, Avril Lavigne said, and Machine Gun Kelly said it too because he was on the song? Boys lie. He's a man. Okay, all right. My son once told me girls are gross. And I was like, I'm a girl. And he goes, you're a woman. He was like four or five. It was so cute. (laughs) Anyways, um, I'm going to give it a two out of five. It got a one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the points because none of the songs are going to get a zero out of five. Okay. I just, I don't ever see that happening. Mm -hmm. And it got one more point. It was almost a point five because if you're just in your car listening to the song, Mm -hmm. it's nice to your ears. Yeah. The chorus is pleasant. Yes. I liked, I enjoyed the live performance Mm -hmm. of it other than the girl on her phone. Um, And so to a certain degree, if you're just, if you extract everyone's Taylor Swift that they put in, you redo the recipe and you take that out. Mm -hmm. You know, just listening to the song, it's a bit of an earworm, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it gets stuck in my head sometimes. It's definitely not my favorite. And so for those reasons, I gave it a two out of five. All right. And what about you? So the question is, how much does it make me love John Mayer? Correct. Right? The lowest possible rating I can give. A zero? If, if I mean the scale's one to five, then I'm gonna say one. Because if the scale's zero oh, yeah. to five, I'll say oh, zero. Yeah. Oh, no. I guess it I depends on what one. the scale is, right? Sure. Uh, I just do like whatever I feel. When right. Scale. Okay. <laughs> That's what I just say is like the the lowest thing because mm-hmm. as as I've said, I don't think the writing here is particularly good. It's I mean if a normal person wrote this song, I get it. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the the work that he's capable of. Yes. We've seen just absolutely beautiful stuff where we go through and we're like. What do we like? The entire song. I think yeah. that was last last week. Emoji of the Way. What's your favorite lyric? All, All of lyrics. it. Well, I feel like if you wanted to write a song about someone or Taylor Swift, like you would have to do such a deep dive to get there because he's so clever and nuanced. Yeah. And this is so surface. Yeah. It's just none of it makes sense. In my opinion, mm-hmm. none of the theories make sense. It's about her doesn't make sense. It doesn't about her doesn't make sense. Like I'm stronger on it doesn't probably mm-hmm. just because that's what I want to believe. Yeah. But I think nothing you're doing about a lot of wishful him thinking releasing there. this song makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, I think he would have a wish. He had, wishes he could have a do-over. Perhaps I wish he, he could, tried to do yeah. by saying it wasn't a. Yep. He just seemed so passionate when he said it. Yeah, he probably believed in the song and just oh, got overshadowed. Passionate. It wasn't about her. Like the way he says it is so. Yeah. Anyways, well, then pick a different number, bro. Maybe he's um, confused and he thinks we think it's about someone else. Maybe he thinks it's <laughs> about Jennifer Aniston. No one's. He never said the name. Right. And, it's, and so for me, it's just mean, it's petty. I don't, mm-hmm. those are things I try not to, to traffic so in my life. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not that the end, like if I'm thinking just like, how do I feel about the song aside from the meanness of the lyrics? The song is fine, but also it's not going to be one of my favorites. So how do you feel about Taylor Swift's songs in comparison? Her songs are always very pointed and um, some of them, uh-huh. you know, a little harsh. How do I feel about like her songs in general? Her songs that are about breakups. Like do you... Oh, like All Too Well is kind of a cool song. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think we all like All Too Well. I don't think I should give my Taylor Swift opinions Because this isn't a Taylor Swift podcast. Because this isn't a Taylor Swift podcast. But that was an unfair question, too, to spring I, on you. Because I don't think you know her music that I, well. I know mostly, like, the earliest hits. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I really, really love mine. Mm-hmm. I think mine is a great song, but I actually prefer the Glee version of it, like the slow down I version. I prefer the Glee version of almost every yeah. song. And I will have it on in my office and people are like, what are you listening to? All judgy because they're mm-hmm. young. And I'm like, you'll find it on Netflix soon. You know, we didn't address too, though, is I think I was going to say, I wonder why the song gets judged so harshly in comparison to some of her breakup songs. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people are very angry about the age difference. And I maintain there's nothing to be angry about because I don't think they dated. Right. Okay. But if they did, some people think that that's an older, wiser, worldlier person mm-hmm. taking advantage of a more naive, you know, and other people in the Instagram comments, people aren't having it. They're like, she won a Grammy. She's famous. Right. She grew up fast. She's incredibly mature. Mm-hmm. And I met her when she's barely, I mean, it was obvious. She was like a full formed adult, basically. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't be heartbroken. For sure. Yeah. So... I, I would, I'm only going to ask questions. I'm not making any presuppositions. Yes, this is so scary to talk about because yeah, I'm not I'm, trying to diss Taylor Swift. We're just trying to like discuss oh, it. Also on the Taylor Swift stuff, just for reference, I use the Taylor Swift song in my engagement video. Mm. So like I'm not anti-Taylor. No, no, I don't think um, anyone, well, I, I'm yeah, sure there are some I, people I think Mean, are. I think the part in Mean where she goes, a liar, empathetic, and yeah. alone in life is just so clever. I think I've said before on this podcast, I think that she's, she's brilliant. a brilliant songwriter. Mm-hmm. She'll have as long of a career as she wants because yeah. when you can write like that, you can always, always find work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the way that she's managed her career is brilliant, brilliant as well. Nothing short of brilliant. Right. Um, and now I've totally lost what I was saying before that. You were going to ask questions. Oh yeah. Okay. I understand that I have my own bias here. Mm -hmm. My wife is just shy of nine years younger than me. Mm, That's true. Right. And we met when she was 17. We didn't Mm -hmm. start dating until she was 19 Mm -hmm. and we kept our distance. She had, she went out and dated somebody else. She got pregnant by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I knew who she was because she was friends with my sister. So we weren't like, we were in, we were in each other's lives, but it wasn't like, Oh, I can't wait for you to turn 18. Yeah. I waited until she was 19 and had a baby with somebody else in the meantime, right? Yeah. Um, but here we are, like 14 years later, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that we had a significant age gap. So I am maybe sensitive to those issues. Mm-hmm. I also say if we say that you're what, – at what point do we allow people to make their own decisions? Exactly. If we say, oh, at 18, you're an adult mm-hmm. – then Unless we, you want to date someone older than you. Yeah, don't we then have to honor that person's ability to choose who they want to date? Yeah. I am not saying any way to excuse manipulative behavior by yeah. older people. Because that could happen at any age. Right. And that typically manipulative behavior comes from older men. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge that. Like one time this guy invited me to Vegas to see There's, him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What so do we I'm, call him? Steve? Nick? Nick. 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 Yeah. So I'm not I'm not excusing that. Yeah. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. I'm not saying that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm also I also believe in people's agency mm-hmm. and that we have to give people agency at some point in their lives. And we as a society have sort of landed on 18 being that number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to rob you then of your agency and say, oh, you were only 19, you couldn't make choices for yourself, mm-hmm. feels very infantilizing mm-hmm. and disrespectful of that person's ability to it's make decisions point. for themselves. Yeah. And so I I am wary to do that just based on age alone. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's also issues like the Mariah Carey thing with her first husband where there's this power dynamic built yeah. in that gets pretty creepy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that's that's a totally separate thing. I understand mm-hmm. how that could be problematic. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem to exist in this Taylor John thing. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be peers and equals, you know? Very much so, yeah. Um, so I don't have as much of a problem with it mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, while understanding that there are plenty of instances where it is problematic. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, I, I mean, I would say, I think I'd agree with all that. I just want to say that I hated every minute of preparing for yeah. and doing this podcast. And I'm so glad you don't get to pick another song. This is all your idea. You brought it on both of us. I understand the timing. It made sense. Right. I never want to discuss who he wrote a song about again. I never want to talk about Taylor Swift getting because I'm always so scared that someone's going to hear it. I'm going to get death threats. Even though I love Taylor Swift. I've seen her concert like three times. I right. met her. Like it's all positive for me with Taylor. But I, I, it's hard to talk about the things with a fear of, I never fear in either of my podcasts saying anything. Yeah. Because I don't think I'm a particularly offensive person. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm just so uncomfortable right now and I never wanted to make this about like salacious gossip. Right. I wanted it to be about song content, but there was no choice. If well, this because is the song presented, and also the song content is pointing us in that direction. Like, Some people would argue, yeah. But we're almost out of time. All right. Oh, we are. It's red. So next I'm, week, my turn. Yeah, we're gonna do something light, fluffy, snuggly, and what everyone wants. We're gonna do something comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. After this week of you, so you just said you felt so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And now I'm gonna feel, and I have my cozy blankie. Nice. It's gonna be great. I don't have to. Try to figure out who it's about. We don't have to tread lightly. I guess gently put in the comments of this post if you want to talk about what we said on the podcast. Yeah. You guys are actually really, always really nice to us. So I'm not worried about that. But understand it was hard. Yeah. We don't yep. get paid enough for this. <laughs> we literally don't get paid anything We don't get right paid now. at all. <laughs> we need more ads. Where are, the, where are the ads, Spotify? Send us some ads. Don't go back. We're almost there. Uh, okay. Have a good week, I guess. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, don't fall. <laughs> it's far. Oh my god.